A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Countdown, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's time to start. Uh, hi, Shelby. Hello, Ashley. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that we are back at this recording. I feel like we've been on a roll. I know. We've been nailing it. Like, honestly, yeah. we need to take a week off just to celebrate. <laughs> I know. Well, next week, I think I actually do have to take a week off because I have to be in oh. the office around our usual podcasting time. Oh. So. Too we'll bad. See. Too bad. We'll see. Maybe we can move something around. But yes, um, and this will be a shock to everybody. But I might be coughing this week again. I have had this cough. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> there it goes. I've had this cough for probably so a month. Yeah, mm. I it's probably TMI. But I was at CVS yesterday trying to fill a subscription, and if you're a mom, you know, you know. But I was coughing so much that I had to cross my legs and run out <laughs> of the convenience store. Um. <laughs> I have not experienced that. I'm, well, I'm, I'm I feel bad. I haven't had that rite of passage as a mother. It's not normal. <laughs> um, even though people say it is normal, so I'm going to go to PT. Nice. Yay. Start yeah, doing yeah, those yeah, Kegels. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which I – Kegels, 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 you guys. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> we'll but let's move on around. because I think some of our Swifties don't want to hear about my uh, my issues. But- well, the, I don't know why not. I, right. Fascinating stuff. Um, Very fascinating. Yeah. But um, as far as Taylor goes, it's been very quiet, but not not for her friends. <laughs> Not for our friends. And I, I just have to rewind, stop, pause, rewind. We talked about this last week. Did you watch the interview? Oh, yeah. No, it's Ashley's Good Morning Not America show. Yes. <laughs> okay. I did. Recap I, thoughts? you know, I, yeah, she was just on some weird show I'd never heard of that Tamara was Hall? like, yeah, about um, celebrity doppelgangers. So it was her and a Kylie Jenner lookalike. And, she was there in person. I'm not exactly sure why, because the other person was mm-hmm. um, videoed in, but I, mm-hmm. I think probably because she was international. Um, but it's fine. She was basically mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I've looked like Taylor since I was 13. I can't go out. Like I, <laughs> I could stop wearing red lipstick. I could grow my hair out, but this is what I like." Um, she said. That's just her. That's just her. That's she's just her. always been like that. Yeah, she just loves it. So. I honestly, it's just like, it's like why I like watching The Bachelor and like Love is Blind. I like watching people and like thinking about what they're like mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally. What makes uh, you want to go on The Bachelor? What makes you yeah. want to go on TikTok and do this? Like how it's they very... react to things, how they yeah. engage with the drama presented or that they stir without wanting to take full responsibility for. I don't know. I haven't really followed her since. Like, I don't follow her. Mm-mm, but I just find her fascinating when she pops up on my feed. Me too. And she's popping <laughs> up a lot on my feed, not because of her – well, she isn't, but videos – of her are oh. popping up. Um, and the one thing that I did think when I watched this interview was she doesn't look like Taylor <laughs> at all. Like, she has the long legs, she has the 1989 hair, and she has, like, the style outfit. But 
she does, she looks more like Taylor in her TikToks where she can, you know, manipulate the lighting and, you know, mm. do makeup or filters or whatever she does. But on that episode, I was like, well, huh, I don't know if this is AKA Taylor Swift. So I'm like, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think it's like, it's like one of those things where if you were passing her in the street, you'd do a double take. But now mm. that we've studied her, I think there's a lot more easy ways to nitpick and be like, I don't see it. But it's like, I've been told I look like Taylor Swift once when I wore red lipstick. And I'm like, it's like, we don't. But I think in passing, it is like, whoa, that's interesting. But even like looking at the Kylie Jenner doppelganger, it's like, Mm -mm. the more you look at him, the more you're like, no, obviously I could pick you out of a lineup. Like it's Mm -hmm. not. And I, so I think it's like, you know, that's a lot of people in her comments now. It's like, you don't even look like it. You look like your (laughs) perverts. A lot of stuff, Joan Rivers, yeah, that. <laughs> it's like, That's well, guys, you have to acknowledge that at one point, the reason you came across her is that you were like, oh, she looks mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. now you're annoyed that she's monopolizing that without really acknowledging it. And I agree that that's kind of a yeah. weird, sticky mm-hmm. place to be in. Like, to, come on, you're not fooling us. Like, you're trying something here. <laughs> but, like, Yeah. I'll be interested to see how she does with going on tour and stuff and and what kind of – like what No It's Ashley will do content-wise. Because I imagine she's going to a concert, right? She is. She has floor tickets. I don't know to the opening show, but she has floor tickets this month. So I'm interested to see who approaches her and for what reasons and kind of that dynamic um, face-to-face with her doppelganger and – her haters and fans alike. Um, okay, so, so I have a question for you. Um, you know, some people are theorizing that Taylor won't be doing um, like a rep room, meet and greet room. But yeah. if she does, is she meeting Ashley Leach? And that is what I want to know. Do you think <laughs> that Taylor will pick her to meet her? I don't know. I mean, Taylor's picked like random people that a lot of fans don't like. Like, yeah, that guy who was at 1989 and then. What's his name? I don't know. Everyone's like, he's a Republican. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- does something with a D. I know who you're talking De- about. He- Devin or D- Dylan or Danny Dil- or something. Oh, he he invited Taylor to prom. He was like, yeah, he was yeah. A teenager, he's been around. Now yeah, now he's like, and it's like everyone gets jealous and mad and kind yeah. of is like, she doesn't deserve it. And it's like, no one deserves it. It's like a lucky break or they just mm-hmm. happen to know her or, you know, everyone's tweeting mm-hmm. out their seats in the same hope. So it's mm-hmm. like, she might meet her, but I don't think that's Taylor Swift's admitting that she follows her and knows her whole story and is like engaging with her content. Like I just think it would be kind of a funny fluke to her, and then she'd realize like, oh wait, this this woman is problematic for whatever reason. But it's also like, like who cares? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like who cares? We care ish a little bit. I just wanted to wrap <laughs> that story up. Maybe we'll talk about her in the future. I'm not planning on it, but I just yeah. No, I'm you know. I'm interested to see we do. Oh, what what happens guilty. when she's found on tour. Like who? Okay. I think people aren't going to be mean to her because I feel like it's I so much not. easier yeah. to be mean like in front behind the phone. I yeah. people will be nice to her, or they'll like take videos of her and bash yeah. her on TikTok. But will like 14 year old girls be like, oh my god, 
gosh, Taylor's in line for a hot dog. And then it's, yes, it's Ashley. They will. And she'll be like, no, it's a- just Ashley. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, you also texted me about the drama with Selena, which I saw tangentially yes. happening, but it felt like such a non-story that I was like confused when it ended up that Selena like went off social media for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what happened because it was an old clip of Hailey Bieber that surfaced where Hailey no. Bieber was it it was like a mixture of tons of stuff so an old clip of Hailey Bieber did surface and <coughs> coughing and you know it was basically like they're talking about Taylor Swift back in the day cuz this was an old clip and when a host had bait Hailey um Taylor Swift Hailey like you know like Gags, did a gagging yeah. um photo but what really sparked the drama was Selena went on TikTok or her stories or something, and she had her her brow laminated, and they were like <laughs> too laminated, just way too laminated. And uh, and then she was saying it was an accident. And then I think like one of the Kardashians, I think it was Kylie, Kylie posted yeah. like was this an accident? Like over her eyebrows. And then the next post were her and Haley FaceTiming with just their eyebrows, and yeah, so people yeah. were like, what? And I was explaining this drama to my husband, and he was like, No, it's uh, it's insane. And I saw like content made off of this. But then Kylie commented and was like, There was no beef, there was no shade. And Mm -hmm. Selena replied to that and was like, Yeah, it's fine. But then why did she leave? Is it because of the Isn't that what happened? That's what happened first, is the eyebrows thing. I saw that and I was like, Wow, people are reaching. This is so. This is so dumb to me because it would imply that Kylie has some sort of like Google alert set for Selena Gomez and is like making fun of an eyebrow joke. It was like, I couldn't wrap my head around this. Yeah. But then the video of Hailey Bieber talking about um, the, or Hailey, the video of Hailey Bieber came back and Selena commented on that and was like, my friend's my friend's the nicest person alive, you know? <laughs> okay, so I missed that. I think I saw it, but I missed that that section of it. And then just things just blew up and people started um, doing videos of Haley copying Selena. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, what's going is out? So my For You page yeah. is just all stuff about Haley, Justin, and Selena. And I think maybe that's why Selena's like, I got a piece out. I can't yeah. see this. I'm leaving. Yeah. Because I think that was the, oh, she dared to comment on this video, which I think was probably a wrong move from a PR standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then that was like, oh, so Haley and Selena haven't buried the hatchet like they said they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, they hate each other still. Oh, Justin Bieber's ex-girlfriend. And it's like, I cannot believe that this all revolves around Justin Bieber. I of know. All people. <laughs> I know. These ladies need to listen to vigilante shit and realize they need to pair up and take him down because yeah. that is a whole lot of mess. Um, Problematic. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think Selena Gomez has this like, you know, I, I, I think a lot of celebrities when they're in control of their own social media ha- get in these sort of pickles because in her mind, I'm sure she was just replying to Oh, man, like, this girl doesn't deserve any of the hate she gets, like, the Taylor Swift of it all. But Mm -hmm. watching that clip of Hailey Bieber, it wasn't like – like, it was two people, like, doing some sort of dis competition, right? Like, they were – there was something about the energy that was like, oh, yeah, we're going to take – like, it was like – and so to me, watching it, it didn't feel like she was just, like, up there at an awards show and someone's like, Taylor Swift is nominated, and she goes, bleh. It was more like (laughs) – 
seemed to me in the moment she's like, yeah, I'm freaking tough. I'm I'm tougher than ever. Like she was just trying to show off. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a Hayley Bieber apologist, but it just no. seems like I'm shocked, but not surprised that this little blip of a interaction caused this much of a kerfuffle. Yeah. I was laughing because I was like, oh my gosh, Haley's doing this, Haley's doing this, Haley's doing this. And then I was talking to Lance about it and he's like, oh, that that's all? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that is all. What? Like TikTok it's is just ingrained wild. in you. No, it's, it's a lot. It's just a content factory. And so it's like, it's interesting to see this. Like it's like, Selena needs to chill or Haley needs to chill, but everyone engaging in it, like spinning out those like recap videos, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like, Ugh. TikTok like, does me well though. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I mean, no, it's again, interesting. Karma is real. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it'll come back. I mean, I don't know. I heard Selena left and announced she was leaving, but then came back. So I don't know. Yes. I don't know yes. what's going on. I was really shocked because I, after Selena said, um, bye, peacing out, like I think the next day I went to her Instagram account because, you know, she obviously boosted over Kylie of being like having more followers than Kylie. And I was like, am I following oh, yeah. Selena? It's like, I know I'm following Rare, but am I following Selena? And I wasn't. And so I followed her <laughs> and I saw that she posted an hour, like a, a video <laughs> four hours ago. And I was like, but I thought she was gone. But yeah. She wasn't. No, it's like Team Selena, if there are teams. It just seems like yeah. the dust has settled on this weird feudy thing that's just yeah. like well, Selena's rocking life. Haley Bieber, what's she's Haley Bieber's Justin. only going viral for videos from like five years ago that mm-hmm. come back up, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, and, and she's just copying every move that Selena's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this isn't obviously a Selena podcast. If it was, we'd go into more detail, go on TikTok. Look that up. Um, but I, I kind of want to hop over to this karma theory that's going on right now. And I want to know your thoughts because it's kind of um, – it's Well, relevant. now I've missed something else. You have. Oh, my gosh. So it's relevant because there's two things. It kind of ties together. So Taylor Swift posted – no, Taylor Swift. Taylor Nation posted like a tribute like, oh, three oh, years ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. The man video came out. And something, something like that. Like, um, our fearless leader became the man in her self-directed music video. Hashtag karma is real. So people were like, oh my gosh, karma is real because people love karma. And so I was on TikTok and this thrifty swifty account was saying there's going to be three things. Um, and they're all going to be true. But the most likely one is karma's on the wall because the video was the man yeah. peeing on a wall that had karma on it. Yeah. So karma's on the wall. The mu- music video, karma's on midnight's. Most obvious, Shelby slap you in your face. Um, yeah. Second one is, you know, the the man is about karma. The music video is about karma. All the people in the world who put her in a box by being a woman is getting theirs. Third one is, and you've guessed it, lost album karma <laughs> is going to be TS11, which kind of like no. puts me into this uh, no. this way. I'm like, the only thing that I can think that that would karma would even like make sense if we're going to go that route is that we're going to get reputation soon and we're going to get the vault tracks. That could have been, if karma was real, songs that might have been on karma, which now are like vault tracks reputation. Um, but that's the only thing that I can pull out of that besides karma's on the it wall. It just seems like Taylor Nation is at most a hype beast for Taylor Swift. <laughs> so it's not like they, they're they participating in conspiracies. It seems no. like 
they're either hinting that she's doing a music video for Karma Mm -hmm. or they're trying to make a viral moment happen around the fandom's obsession with the word Karma and are just like, hey, (laughs) let's do this. Karma! (laughs) She Uh, wrote that in this music video once. Like, here it is. Karma is real. LOL, LOL, LOL. And I think that's just like a self-fulfilled prophecy at this point Mm -hmm. where Taylor knew we were obsessed with Karma. She's like, what are you guys on about? And so she gave us this winking song called Karma. Mm -hmm. And that is now all we can reference for Karma. Forever and ever and ever. But that is not all we're referencing. Well, not we, but they are referencing. Yeah. Um, Which kind of leads into like my thing. Like if Karma is real and people going that route, they'll just be like rep about songs. So this Mm. week you guys are – this episode's going to be released on Thursday. We are always record usually on Tuesdays, but people are thinking um, numerology is big with Taylor. Okay, okay. And 3-3 three, okay. three is on Friday, wait. right? 3-3 three, three is on Friday. Wow, yeah. 3-2 yeah. so. is on <laughs> Thursday. Duh. Um, how many albums does she have have yet to release of re-recordings? I don't, three. I guess three. Yeah, three. three. And so in, in the- well, No, she has four. She has four. Hold on, which ones? Debut. Debut, Speak Now, 1989, Reputation. Okay. So, so people are th- – well, people are doing math wrong. So they think that she's <laughs> going to release three of her albums on Thursday. People are doing their math wrong um, because in the mutual music video, uh, it says Exile Ends 3-2. And so they think that she's going to release – Wait, what ends? Exile Ends on 3-2 on the pocket watch. It says 3-2. Oh. So they think that – Thursday's the last day of exile. Friday, she's going to drop all of her three albums Wait, left. exile ends? When does yeah. it say that? In what? It says it on um, the pocket watch and Bejeweled. Oh. Yeah. Like three, little two. Little tiny maybe. So people, and then on her birthday. You mean like it says it two, three? Because didn't we oh. go over this in February? Wait, because it's, it's a clock, right? So it would be exile ends at three... <laughs> Girlfriend, I'm just doing what TikTok researchers are telling <laughs> at me. At 3.02? Like, I'm trying to make I think it's 3.02. So it's like 3.02. <laughs> okay, so right. it just has a, a, yeah. like a 3.02 on okay. it. And so people are yeah. like, and then on her birthday, she was going like this. Because she's 33. But it's not really 33. It's 3.3. Her albums are going to be When released. was she doing that on her birthday? She went like this on her Instagram oh. photo. <laughs> but those are things. Okay, okay, okay. So, so people are either ignoring the existence of debut, which is very rude. Yes. Or reputation, which is also very rude. So speak um, now. 1989. 1989 reputation, reputation and debut. Okay, people. You heard it here first from Shelby. I, she's, I, I didn't she's know not math releasing. was my strong suit. But. Well, she's not releasing, um, she's not getting out of exile until she can release the fourth one. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I like the idea of the exile ends because people had brought that up originally, but I don't remember what the theory was at first. I don't and I love that. So many I love this kind of chasing an Easter egg until it solves itself. Um, <laughs> I really do delight in it. I I think it would be a shock to me if Taylor did a surprise release for any of these because she's yeah. been going all out for them not that i think she'll have to continue like an eight month like release structure like she did with red but i don't think she'll just like wake up and be like here i'm gonna dilute all of my value by dumping them at the same time but 
Yeah, who knows? Because they are kind of her less, like, Speak Now debut. They're kind of her less exalted album, so they could mm-hmm. struggle with their own release structure. Like, you know, how would people listen to debut? It's like, they'd be like, this? <laughs> this started yeah. it all. And, I, and people are like, oh, it's going to be the best press for her tour. I'm like, mm, does she need press I mean, that's tour? true. I, no, she doesn't. But it is weird that she hasn't released them before tour. So yeah. I could see that happening. I, I'd i welcome it. Mm-hmm. But there are yeah. four. So there are four. They got to figure that out numerologic, numerologically if they want me to believe that they guessed it. Because um, there's four. So. Okay, you guys. Um, someone do a TikTok about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Make forfeit and I'll believe you. <laughs> um, but you guys, I am speaking of karma and yes. uh, I think, you know, you had just said vigilante shit. <laughs> what are we podcasting about today? Um, I think we're talking about vigilante shit. <laughs> we are. We are. I was, yeah, well, I was going to... I was going to do some other song and I realized that song required a little bit more research than my brain yesterday had to give <laughs> to it. And I was like, let's do vigilante shit. Let's do this. Um, I feel like it, it kind of fit a little perfectly into the Swift-ish stuff that's yes. been going on because Taylor was kind of thrown into this drama even though she didn't ask. Yeah. So we should get into it. Um, I'm reading this week. But you guys, um, people loved Vigilante. It peaked at number nine on Billboard and written by our favorite Jack Antonoff and of course Taylor Swift. No, it was solo written. This is the only solo written track. I was reading Wikipedia, maybe produced <gasps> by. Maybe... It was produced by Jack Antonoff, but this yes. is the only solo written track on Midnight's. Wow. I don't know what that means, but it is. You guys, I am giving up my um, oh, produced by Swift and Jack Antonoff. I just like uh, people on TikTok cannot read. I probably can't do math either. <laughs> no, it's it's like one of the tracks that I think was kind of um, mixed. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people felt like it was cheesy. A lot of people thought it was oh, yeah. spicy. Um, spicy. It feels like it follows up after her. Mad Woman, um, a lot of comparisons to the vibes of Nobody, No Crime. I did And um, yeah, just like a lot of people think it sounds like Billie Eilish singing a reputation track. So mm-hmm. there's, it does feel like it harks back to that kind of synth bass, like moody, kind of chit chatty, rappy, <laughs> talky. Do, do you think this is like maybe what she's going to try to get into next? No. <laughs> okay. What would you think if she released a Billie Eilish-ish album? Because on Reddit, people are like, we need a whole album like this. They are? Wow. Um, I, I, like, I, like a lot of, I like a lot of reputation. Reputation? Mm-hmm. Great. This, this element, this like talky, chatty kind of song singing is not always my vibe. Um. So a whole album of this would be too much. Um, too much. I haven't listened to Billie Eilish's albums in full, so I have no idea what that experience is like. I think Billie Eilish's voice works better with that sort of deep, growly singing, whereas Taylor just takes on this very chit-chat like approach. And I, for one, prefer more melodic <laughs> songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you guys, that's, I guess that's what that is right now. So um, I don't know if we need a Billie Eilish Taylor yeah. Swift album. Um, this is this is doing it for a lot of people. And I guess yeah. we're just going to have to settle for this. But a lot of people on Reddit were like, my favorite no. song. My favorite song. Yeah. And I and I wonder if those people were like reputation. Yeah, like that's their favorite album. Yeah, but, which I, I, I'm I glad they got it on here. And I think it's um, – yeah. I'm interested to see the very end on if you want if you'd rather like kick this out of bed for a bonus track. It'll be interesting. I'll to tell see. you right now, I would. <laughs> You're kick it out of bed. There you go. Okay. I mean, I think what's interesting about this song is the background that it seems to highlight this like Scooter Braun drama mm-hmm. and um, the selling of her masters, and it does feel like it fits in this echelon of um tracks she's written and it and it comes from a very vicious venomous like perspective it's not as deep in her feels as something like my tears ricochet or like mad women where she's where she's in the sadness this is much more pulled back and she's like i'm gonna lay out some truth right now it's like Mm -hmm. it's like i bet you think about me compared to all too well like they're both around the same relationship, around the same trauma points, but there's such different tonal yeah. um, explorations that it's sort of like it's it's a fun new angle at a story we've all heard before at this point. Yeah, and it makes sense that she would write about this because this is like one of the sleepless nights was kept her up, yeah. and she's she's already kind of written about it from different perspectives in folklore and Evermore, so mm-hmm. we just get a different look at it. Um, mm-hmm. from her perspective instead of from a fictional view yeah. that like we apparently got on the last two albums <laughs> she released. So I'm very interested in kind of like breaking this down. It's going to be a quick, fun, easy one. Um, but, you know, get it out of the way so that, you know, get it off your chest, get it off <laughs> the desk so that when we're wrapping up this midnight's analysis, we don't have to save, you know, the best for last for Shelby. <laughs> I hope you, I hope you guys got that sarcasm because obviously um, we are picking our favorites first. So I'm trying to pick out some non-favorites. So we are excited to finish off the album. Yeah, it'll be like us sitting here talking about labyrinth. Like, well, here we are. <laughs> yeah, if anyone has, if anyone's favorite song is labyrinth, and you are like, we need you. <laughs> yeah, come on, you can you can help keep keep us afloat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, let me okay, see if okay, I can, okay. you know, get through this without yeah. coughing, yeah. but I, hopefully I won't have it. a CVS moment. <laughs> Let's go. So verse one, draw the cat eyes sharp enough to kill a man. You did some bad things, but I'm the worst of them. Sometimes I wonder which one will be your last lie. They say that looks can kill and I might try. I don't dress for women. I don't dress for women. men. <laughs> Lately, <laughs> I've been dressing for revenge. I like it. I think it's a fun, spicy, it's like a groove, you know, it's a it's a vibe. It's I don't want you guys to think that this is like her worst written song. It's no. just like it it gives like Tumblr poetry energy. Like it's very much mm. draw the cat eyes sharp enough to kill a man. Like that's that's not original, right? Like it's like a very okay, yeah. Like that's a very 2008 Tumblr-esque phrase Mm -hmm. and I think it's like it distracts from some of the richer details in here where like I wonder which one will be your last lie Mm -hmm. they say looks can kill and I might try I like that she's admitting that she's 
not taking a backseat approach, but she is sort of like sitting there like watching this man's life implode and moving the chess pieces as she can without coming out hysterical, weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. She's like, hmm, let's Mm. see what happens here. And it's kind of this like vicious um, diss track. It's kind of like better than revenge. She's saying there's nothing I do better than revenge. And what she does for revenge is write these songs that just eviscerate their subjects Mm -hmm. and haunt them forever. Um, And this is, this is his, I do better than revenge. So. Now, do you think like um, her saying, I don't dress for women. I don't dress for men. Do you think that has anything on any like Hitler or Gaylor (laughs) backing or she's just, like, just trying to enable me. She's like, we got to get that Gaylor clip. Um, I'm, you're like building a. No, <laughs> I would not use anything like that against you. I'm just very curious because I'm, you know, like I, I did, I did find that when I was first listening to this, yeah. it was a very interesting way to say, I don't dress for women when there yeah. are those rumors about her. I don't dress for men. I've been dressing right. for revenge. I think it's like the idea is the phrasing to me jumped out like, oh, girls don't dress for guys. They dress for other girls. Like it's like mm-hmm. the idea that yeah. men don't always appreciate the level of detail that goes into makeup and outfits, hair, like all of it. And so there's this idea that it's like, I like getting compliments from women way more than I care about getting compliments from men. And so that visual is more what I got where she's like, yeah, I look fire as hell, but it's not for any of the usual suspects. It's because I'm ready. I'm feeling... I'm like thriving. Like that's what this song feels like to me is that she's saying that she's processed this. She's learned all her lessons. She's mad. She was mad as hell. She was weeping through my tears ricochet. But now she's like, (laughs) the best way to get revenge is to just like live a life of success. And I'm not going to care about what men think. I'm not going to care about what you think. I'm not going to care about what people are telling me to say, do, or want. Or, you know, I'm not going to care when Scott Borchetta writes his little letter saying that I'm being unfair and I'm being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to care about this, like this um, self-policing aspect of women where we have to feel like we have to be polite. We have to be nice. We have to be the good girl. She's like, I'm done with that. Like I'm over that part of my past, my career, my life. And I'm just going to do me. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what this like yeah. dressing for revenge is. Because, like, you know, when you're wearing that revenge dress, when you're wearing that little black dress, when you're doing this, like, you you're going, you're, you want to pick yourself up first and win the war, I guess. Wouldn't this being saying, lately I've been dressing for revenge, wouldn't that be like, I'm dressing for you? I'm dressing to show you what, what you're missing, what you did, what I'm going to do to you. Like, is that, is that really her dressing for herself or is she dressing for revenge for this, this person? I think it's not like the way I feel it is she's saying that she's doing things for herself mm-hmm. and that might have this cause and effect where it destroys this person. Yeah. But it's not like she's going like it's not like she's actually <laughs> she's writing a wrong, right? Like that's what a vigilante does is that mm-hmm. they have to write a wrong outside of outside of the case like the law didn't settle it well so she's going to take care of business but when she sings about like I've been dressing for revenge I think she's saying like she feels so confident in herself that she's like presenting her best self 
to the public Mm -hmm. and they can take that how they will. So it's like, oh, the revenge dress, when it was so, when it was so effective in Princess Diana, it wasn't because Prince Charles Charles. was like, well, she's so hot. How did I do? How did I get this so wrong? She was just Mm -hmm. like, I'm finally thriving without you. And how you feel about that is your business, but I'm done giving a single Yep, I'm going to do for me. I'm going to look hot because I am hot. I'm not going to dress the way – we're taking it down Diana. I'm not going to dress the royal way. I'm not going to dress the way women think I should be dressing, the way men should be dressing. I'm going to dress the way I want to. So if you hate it, you hate it. If you love it, you love it. But it's going to come back and bite you in the butt one day. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then one little thing. What – like – what kind of lies do you think this person is telling? Do you just like multiple lies? You know, specifically I'm thinking of um, how we called up Taylor. and was like, well, do you want your masters? I'll sell them back to you. Yeah, exactly. I think there's so many details that Scooter and Scott have revealed about their bad faith arguments that Taylor didn't even have to do the heavy lifting. Like, yes, she wrote her letter where she's like, I'm so sad to say that all I wanted was to buy my master's and I can't. And it hurts that this person I trusted sold them to this person I hate most in the world. Mm -hmm. And she shared her perspective. But it was then Scooter and Scott doing damage control through interviews over the last few years that showed how like how how much they either lied or kind of like used a gray area to try and get away with something like scooters constantly. Like even like last year, I think he did an interview where he's like, yeah, I mishandled that. But he's like, I, I was told that Scott did offer to sell their masters to these people. And Mm -hmm. he's just like, there's this constant like refusal to take accountability and, and kind of like trying to say, Oh, she did have a chance to buy her masters, but that chance was actually like, trash and so it's like he is constantly like layering up these red herrings to be like don't don't take her word for it see i did the right thing but it's like actually you just keep lying and that keeps on spinning out for you and like yeah oh my friend posted the joke about me owning taylor swift it wasn't me and it's like well you reposted it Exactly. And like some of the situation is like, he did say like, if you look through the statement he said in that article, like I was under a very strict NDA that I could not tell an artist. Then I was told that no artist wanted to participate in their masters, but he didn't reach out to Taylor until after like he had it, which NDA or whatnot, he couldn't legally couldn't, but Taylor did not want to buy them back from Scooter because she did not want to give a single penny or dollar (laughs) to him. So it's just like, it just weaves this little tale. Like you can just tell this person is like, they're like his PR moves are just like genius until Taylor gets a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. But let's go into the chorus. I don't start shit, but I can tell you how it ends. Can I say that? Or is it going to be explicit? I guess I can just mark it as explicit. Okay. Or I can say, I don't start shh. But I can I think tell you the, how it ends. The clean version is I don't start it, but I can tell you how it ends. Well, let me do that. <laughs> I don't start it, but I can tell you how it ends. Don't get sad, don't get even. So on the weekends, I don't dress for friends lately. I've been dressing for revenge. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I like that too because it's like darling, I'm a nightmare dress like a daydream. Yes. Like she constantly utilizes like outfits as power and that's true in how she goes through her career which is like her eras have a very specific look Mm -hmm. and and I think that is referential here where she's like 
lately I've been dressing for revenge as in she's been revisiting all these old looks as she's been re-recording her old stuff. And that's the biggest like knife in the (laughs) back to this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, I don't start it, but I can tell you how it ends is that she is able to control the narrative because she's the one writing it. Like she's, you know, the victor's write the history and she has the pen and she's like don't get sad get even like I'm going to be proactive about this and like tell people what how it is yeah it kind of reminds me of Endgame when she was like I swear I don't want the drama but it loves me yeah she wasn't out here looking to sell her masters or get involved in this drama it just came to her and she was like well I'm gonna have to speak on this (laughs) yeah and even this like so on the weekends I think that obviously to me isn't literal, but it more highlights this, like she has this side hustle where she's been making new music. She's been making her album. She's been doing her folklore evermore, loving, thriving life. But she's also doing this like side hustle where she's like re-recording her masters, making Mm -hmm. sure she owns her stuff, being, being upfront about how important it is to her, how important it is for other artists. And it's like, that's what she's been working on now. That's what's fueling her now it's not like it's not her friends it's not like blah 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 it's like this Mm -hmm. is what I do now this is my hobby (laughs) (laughs) I do everything better than revenge so (laughs) you know this is what I'm doing you're gonna have to get used to it Um, and you know Scooter has her masters so it doesn't have had her masters and I'm sure he's listened to better than revenge he should not be surprised (laughs) none of us should be surprised at this um, and then she does something interesting in verse two. Well, not interesting, but something different. She goes from singing from her point of view into putting us into someone else's point of view. Um, verse two, she needed cold, hard proof. So I gave her some, she had the envelope. Where did you think she got it from? Now she gets the house, gets the kids, gets the pride. Picture me thinks thick as thieves as your ex-wife. And she looks so pretty driving in your bins lately. She's been dressing for a revenge. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And this works well because Scooter and his wife famously had a divorce right around, right about a year after this whole debacle. Yeah. And so everyone's eyes were on them and there was a lot of stories about how he was cheating on her and now he has to pay like a serious alimony, a lot of child support, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I have never taken this song literally. I do not think Taylor Swift had some sort of PI taking photos of Scooter cheating and then gave those to Yael. It just seems like her fantasizing about like this, uh, like (laughs) she's like waiting for karma to strike almost. And so Mm -hmm. at midnight, she's just like laying in bed being like, he's going to get his. And and when when it happens, I'm sure she felt very like, What's the word? Like um, justified, validated, yeah, validated. Where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, there's this pivot which I think is important. Where in Mad Women she sings about how women like hunting witches too. Like she felt attacked by other women who should have had her back, and now she gets to sing of like, well, actually, actually, the best thing to happen, the best revenge would be if she realized he was sh- garbage too, and we took him down together. And I think that's kind of like this, that's like the pettiest thing for her is that she can be like, and doesn't she look pretty screwing you over after you screwed her? Like I just, it's a delightful twist. Um, So a question, and I can't remember when Mad Woman came out, um, or was was it Mad Woman? When Mad Woman came out, was that... 
okay, what song is it where the master of spin um, has a, has um, a, yeah, it's Mad Woman. Master mm-hmm. of Spin has a few side, like side pieces. Yeah. I don't remember the exact, exact lyrics, but she can't get mad. You know, a, a woman won't be, can't get mad. It's not yeah. pretty. Did that yeah. come out before their divorce? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Cause I think that like, it, it's, of course, the killer's not out there hiring a PI, but the, the industry is a lot smaller than we think it is. So a lot of rumors are spread because it, they're, after they split, it, they reportedly split because he was cheating on her with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star <laughs> Erica Jane. So it's very interesting to see how like Taylor's like, I know something. I'm gonna put this little Easter egg in here. This master of spin scooter Braun <laughs> is having some side pieces, and you know, let's see what's gonna happen. And then a year yeah. later, Yael divorces him, and of course, like there's rumors that she didn't really appreciate how he (laughs) handled the whole Taylor Swift stuff. So I'm very interested in like, did Taylor know? Of course, Taylor wasn't doing anything about it, but did Taylor know? Was she fantasizing in her head of like, oh, this is what I'm going to do to get back at him? He's cheating on his wife, you know, like the 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 (laughs) three a.m. midnight like up all day (laughs) kind of trying to like get revenge in her mind. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of room to read into the literal the figurative of this i think a lot of people want it to be about kim kardashian and her breakup mm-hmm. but i think it's just like yeah i think the mad woman element was curious to me because it seemed like such a weirdly specific detail to be like he's cheating on you mm-hmm. um and maybe she did know something and mm-hmm. maybe that made her think a little bit harder but yeah and i like how you brought up kim kardashian and kanye because a lot of articles i read about vigilante shit um vigilante it <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it is, what it is. I'm a lot of a lot of articles are like, oh, the first verse is about Kanye, the second verse is about Scooter, the third verse is obviously about Scooter. But the 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 mindset that Kanye's in right now, I kind of think Taylor's just like, I'm stepping back from it. I've said what I had to say. Yeah, I don't think I just her, wanna yeah. I wanna keep my side of the street clean. I'm gonna stay away from that because it's yeah. it's a little bit too messy for me. There's too many things going on that I can't deal with. It's yeah, it's thick. Well, and it's like she said, like, the way she views Kanye versus the way she views the people who stole her life's work is very different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's apparent in even how she's saying, like, there's robbers to the East, clowns to the West, where it is like he's he was an annoying blip that really hurt her, but nothing came close to this, like, betrayal. And I think that I think she's kind of over that. Like over as far as Taylor Swift can be over something, but yeah. she's like, yeah, I already did that. <laughs> yeah, it's over with. Like, there's bigger and better fish fish to fry right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so we go on to the chorus where she changes it from "I don't start," sh- sh- "I don't start it" um, yeah. <laughs> to "she," she, she don't start it, but she can tell you how it ends. Don't get sad. Don't get even. So on the weekends. She don't dress her friends. Lately, she's been dressing for revenge. I kind of like view this as she's kind of like teaching this woman like, hey, mm-hmm. you don't need to be sad about it. You don't need to do anything. You just need to be your best genuine self. Yeah. Get over him. He's a dirtbag. Let's <laughs> dress for just- Have you seen First Wives Club? Yes. My favorite – one of my favorite parts is they're like finally nailing it and they're talking to – who actually trumps ex-wife and they're like what's your advice what's your advice and she's like don't get mad get everything and that's like (laughs) stuck with me and I think that's like 
that's the idea of don't get sad, get even. It's like mm-hmm. there's better things to do than to feel sorry about this this event. Like, yes, feel that, but now it's time to let's move on. Like, let's let's destroy him. <laughs> yeah, and what's so interesting is that like Scooter did make so much of a profit off of selling Taylor's masters again yeah. that now Yael presumably has half <laughs> of that money. So it's not right. all his. So it's just kind of like, hey, like – you know, just like dig that that thing in deeper. <laughs> yeah. And I think he even got sued for like $200 million from a private equity company yeah. too for like misrepresenting some quality of, I don't know, the masters or something within that deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, ooh, karma's real and this Those girl's lies. taking him for yeah. all that he's worth. Um, and then the bridge would come on the bridge and the bridge really reminds me of, I've been trying to put my finger on it, but it reminds me of something and I'm thinking maybe Moulin Rouge or um, – the one or that the opening scene of the oh, what is that? Mm, cha, mm, cha, ah, he had it coming. What is that? <laughs> he had it coming. Da, 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 yeah, yeah, da. Chicago. Chicago. The, so, the jail. Yeah, like, and I don't know about that jail scene, go. but just the one of the two musicals, this yeah. bridge reminds me of it because it's, it's like, <laughs> ladies always rise above. It just reminds me of a musical that I've yeah, seen. Yeah. And I think it might. Be Moulin Rouge. But anyways, let's go in. Ladies always rise above. Ladies know what people want. Someone sweet and kind and fun. The ladies simply had enough. I love Mm. the way she sings this. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does feel like it's pulling from the lessons learned in Mad Woman where she's like, man, everyone's like, oh, no one likes a mad woman, but you made us this way. And so here she's like... We always have to be nice. We always have to be kind. We can't be mad. We can't be emotional. We can't blah, 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 blah. But then it's like snapped. The lady simply yeah. had enough. Yeah. And I like the I like the bridge because like, you know, like the bridge takes you on to the end of the it's, – it's like the, the next part of the song. But uh, – and usually it's like in the lyrics. Sometimes the music's tied to it. But I really think right here is a lot of the – the production of it because mm-hmm. it's like the music that's playing in the background is prim and proper. And like, you think of people just elegantly, like being ladies, um, setting the table, right. 1950s, just looking perfect, doing everything for their man. And then like, it goes back to the, I don't just remember. Yeah. It's <laughs> like that little, like, let's kill them now. Um, yeah. So I like the, the production of what the bridge brings us yeah. to. And it is kind of like, like I said, this song is very talky for the most part. She's like kind of just like brooding in a corner, like talking. And then here the production lights up, lifts her up, and it kind of makes mm-hmm. it more sarcastic and sardonic where she's like, ladies always rise above. Like she's like making fun of this concept of women as the soft, sweet, meek types mm-hmm. who who can't, who don't get hard, you know, don't feel any hard feelings because they're just too soft. Um, and she's like, no, like – if you push us, like, if you keep messing with us, we're going to, we're going to have to, like, cut you at your feet at this point because, like, mm-hmm. there's no rising above this, okay? Yep. You guys just have to up, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let me go into verse three. While he was doing lines and crossing all of mine, someone told his white-collar crimes to the FBI, and I don't dress for villains or for in a sense. I'm on my vigilante shh again. <laughs> I'm yeah. a lot of this like because usually like a vigilante is trying to like right the wrongs for society and for the innocent people yeah. in that city or town and she's like no 
I'm doing vigilante stuff for (laughs) me. Like, I am going to go and I'm innocent in all of this. So I'm going to go, you know, I'm not doing it for you. I'm yeah. not doing it for, for them. I'm doing it for myself. I yeah, like exactly. How she said that. Mm-hmm. I like it too. I think it's like she's not Batman and she's not the Joker, but she's going to get hers anyways. Like it's like – She's worse. She's yeah. Worse. <laughs> she's scarier. <laughs> and I think it's like perfect because this is the only time she says vigilante sh- you know? It's the only <laughs> time she – she says that in the song, whereas most of the time the title comes from the hook. Um, and I think it does kind of highlight that she's saying, hey, like, I'm doing this for me. And it, and it circles back to that idea I was talking about at the beginning where it's like, this isn't about her worrying about how people see her, which is how she spent most of her career, for better or worse. It's like now she's able to say, I have power and I'm going to use that for me. And so she mm-hmm. is handling her own so to speak, you know, she's saying like, I can re-record my stuff and I will. Like, I'm not going to feel bad about it because Scott wrote a sad letter or you were like, I didn't mean to. Like, it's like, she's like, no, like I, I don't need to worry about your feelings because I can control what I do with this now. And I think mm. that's kind of the, I don't start it, but I can tell you how it ends. It ties it together. Yeah. And like when he was doing lines and I was crossing all of mine, but obviously you can read it as like, he was doing like, you know, snorting <laughs> some, some white powder yeah. um, and then crossing all of her, but also like he was crossing her lines. Yeah. Like it doesn't really have to be that he was, you know, he was like signing on that line, buying mm. her masters. Um, and yeah. I was just thinking about the NDA that, that he signed. Obviously he said he went into this deal before he signed any NDAs. <laughs> that he wanted to buy Big Machine knowing that the most valuable thing there was Taylor Swift's Masters. So it yeah. wasn't like he was like, oh, worried about the artist. I signed this NDA. Yeah. I can't do this. So like he was crossing her lines by like signing on that yeah. that line on the NDA mm-hmm. on the, the final contract of, sell, of buying them. So it's not like he's not, he's not innocent in this at all. And it's so funny that he's like, playing that victim card here when yeah, she's like, like mm, yeah. I just didn't know. Oh, I yeah. mishandled it because I didn't have all – it's like oh. – Because I couldn't you say anything it. like you could have <laughs> before. Like we have a friend who just had – went through some like ridiculous stuff with uh, with her house and she was telling us everything about the house and everything that was going on. And she was like, once I sign an NDA, I'm not going to say anything else, but I'm going to make sure everyone knows what's going out. And then she ended up signing an NDA and she doesn't talk about it. Like he could have – Beforehand. Well, now I need to ask you who and what, and you need to tell me. Um. So I didn't sign the NDA. I will text you. Yeah. Um, but it's also a great line because Scooter Braun has been charged with a fraud lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, his former business partner says that he deceived him over this promise of a PE firm that would have gone yeah. well. Oh, it was his business party. I thought the PE firm sued um, was suing him, but it's. I think that was too. Maybe they dropped it or something. You know better. I don't remember, but um, yeah. So people think that's a specific reference to him, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like that's part of where I like slow down in the song because it is kind of like goofy, like how she. Mm-hmm. how she talks about these like crimes or it's like oh you cheated on me and so now I told your wife you, I mean you cheated on your wife so now I told her and now it's like oh, <laughs> you, I gave your gave your proof to the FBI it's like did you did you like, no it just feels kind of like campy almost which I think to her credit is intentional it's just mm-hmm. 
not always a vibe I love. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make my uh, weekly move to a different location, Uh, but please continue the... (laughs) Okay, let's go into the chorus. I don't start shit. I don't start it, (laughs) but I can tell you how it ends. Don't get sad. Don't get even. So on the weekends... I don't dress for friends. Lately, I've been dressing for revenge. Another Taylor Swift uh, um, tutorial of how, how to be. Don't get, <laughs> yeah, sad. Exactly. Don't get even. Dress for revenge. Figure it out. Um, yeah, so I I like it. I feel like mm-hmm. it's one of those songs that's kind of hard for me to totally invest in because it is like so almost like one note, like the production doesn't build or pay off in a way you kind of expect in songs like this. Um, I don't know. Did you feel like that or did you just enjoy it? Um, So I enjoyed it, but it definitely isn't like when you say name five songs off of Midnight's, this isn't the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, It was like that pettiness. It could have, it definitely could have been a vault or not a vault track, a bonus track in my mind. Hmm. Yeah. It had like bonus track vibes because we already had karma. And I feel like that really fit that pettiness that we're looking for. Uh, so I kind of feel like it's a it's a bop, but it's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Some people feel like it's weird to place between question mark and um, bejeweled. Yeah. Because you listened to the song in order. Did you feel like it? I did. That, it I was kind of weird. About that, but yeah, that's such a weird like – placement can I ask you a question and then going into well maybe not because when you think of like bejeweled like I'm still bejeweled I'm going to reclaim the land she because she goes from talking about vigilante stuff to talking about how she's reclaiming the land and she's still bejeweled no matter what happens she's still shining bright so I mean when I think about it no it's not a weird placement yeah I saw someone mention like how question mark samples out of the woods and feels like it fits in the 1989 theme and then you have vigilante shit where it's very much reputation and then you have bejeweled which is much more bubblegum lover it's (laughs) definitely like I'm I don't remember a song but I I, it might be endgame that it reminds me of yeah yeah she's very chit chatty on that one too yeah and and, and Um, the bass too yeah Yes. And, you know, I think, like, I – the New York Times said that this is a high point on the album. Um, uh, yeah. I think it's just, like <laughs> – Yeah. Not Anyways, bad. that's it. That's Vigilante. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's the what's the tailor of it all? Because for me, the tailor of it all is the first line. Draw mm, a cat yeah. eye sharp enough to kill a man because she yeah. is known – for her cat eye. I mean, it's, I do. It's, that is, yeah. Yeah. The song's not that is hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very much like, oh, oh yeah. Well, and it's the one she liked too because she did the TikTok with it and um, wanted it to be a transition song, which didn't totally take off, but it took somewhere. It was good. It yeah, <laughs> I saw it. It made me think we were it. doing we were getting a vigilante shit yes. music video, but we did not. Um, it was a bejeweled look. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Easter egg, what's... Yeah, I like the line, I don't dress for villains or for innocence because Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is intentional, but she obviously has the song Innocent, which is about the Kanye West um, 2009 BMA drama. And so that also felt like a nod to the fact that this song isn't about him and it doesn't, like that doesn't bother her in the same way. And so I feel like that was her saying like, 
yeah, I'm over that. Like, I don't dress. I don't care about that. Like, you can't get me to care about that when this is happening. I like that. I like that. I'm going to pick that, but I'm going to tell you what I <laughs> what I would have picked if I didn't okay, pick yeah. your brain. Um, I like the um, in verse two how she was like, now she gets the house, she gets the kids, she gets the wife. Picture me as the guest thieves with your ex-wife. Because it's like that Easter egg is like, who do we know that recently just got divorced <laughs> and who is a song about? Like, slap you in your face, Easter egg. Yeah. Well, perfect. So we, we got to the same part, which is this yeah. is a Scooter Braun diss yes. track. Exactly, exactly. And before we give the song a grade, this is kind of like the vault edition-esque in my mind. Oh, yeah. What would you replace off of the vault edition with this song? Because obviously you do want to kick it out of the lineup. (laughs) I mean, I think probably every single vault track, every single 3 a.m. track is better than this song. Yep, yep. I'm glad people like it. I don't Mm -hmm. think this falls as da- far down as like me mm-hmm. i just think her 3 a.m tracks are far stronger and it doesn't yeah. take a lot for me to think one of them deserved any spot on this album i would have liked to see high infidelity on this one just because like mm. it's kind of a petty song too yeah. it's kind of that's hard a good switch like, ooh, like do i have to map the constellation in your eyes like <laughs> what was i doing like i kind of like that yeah that's what I no like i do see. like that too I think it makes sense that this is on the album because, like you yeah. said, it's such a important moment in her mm-hmm. life that would keep her up. And like she said, she sings about fantasizing about revenge. That that's one thing that kept her up at night. I mean, and so I think this this the topic makes sense. Checks that off the list yeah. easily. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, and what would you give this song? I would probably give it like a B, B minus. It still has that like poppy little like get stuck in your head thing that that clicks on me. But what would you give it? I respect that. I do think I'm overly harsh on this song just for my own personal preferences. So mm-hmm. I acknowledge that, but I would rank this as a C in Ooh. her discography for me. <laughs> we both went low. We did both go low. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for breaking from the A's. Okay, do um, you think it's making tour? Yes. <laughs> okay. I do too because have you seen the list of songs that are rumored not to be on the set list for the Errors tour? What do you mean rumored? From who? Well, it says Billboard, but the Swift Society um, tweeted it. So maybe they oh. made it up. But these are the songs. I'll say them really fast. The Way I Loved You, The Best Day, Dear John, Ours, Treacherous, Holy Ground, Out of the Woods, You Are in Love, Dancing with Our Hand Tied, King of My Heart, I Think He Knows, Paper Rings, Illicit Affairs, The Lakes, Tis the Damn Season, Nobody, No Crime. What have could have showed up bigger than the whole sky? Oh, I didn't have to Wait, I mean, she has like 140 songs. So Exactly. And so they're just ones. saying these ones probably won't be there. These ones <laughs> is she doing all the other ones? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but there you have. I that. mean, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll have to do some sort of lineup game where we try to pick. I don't know, yes. two albums, two songs off each album or something. Yeah, we'll that's have to figure that out. Idea. But we will. Have, we have to. Do it seems tour. weird. To, it seems weird to be like these are the songs that won't be on it and then only list 20, but... Yeah, it's like, okay, well, thank you. Maybe so are we getting that- Christmases when you were mine? Like, I don't know. What's- That's awesome. What does that it's mean? It's nice to have a friend. Yeah. Justice. Yeah, we're getting... It's nice to have a friend on repeat three times. Yeah. Uh, just for Ashley. Maybe Megan um, dancing really weirdly, the robot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. 
Well, that's that's vigilante stuff, you guys. Yeah, I loved it. I love talking about it with you. Always a pleasure. Um, Always. We are running out of songs, so they're not they're not all bad songs. Like I'm excited yeah. to talk about some of them still, mm-hmm. but you're right that we should probably diversify our our the the way we pick them before yeah. we're left with just <laughs> yeah ones Whatever. that we we push off. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. Boo you whore. <laughs> Okay, you guys. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We are running out of time. Yes. Find us on our social media, which is podcast on Instagram, the Swiftish Pod 13 on um on Twitter, Swiftish Podcast on or on TikTok. You can also email us uh you guessed it, swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love it. And we're excited to see the buildup for tour. If we'll ever get content from Taylor again, um, I guess we have 3-3 to look forward to. Um, But until then, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor, I forgot to look up this closing remark. I really did. (laughs) Uh, Well, the lady simply had enough. (laughs) 